0: Hey everyone, welcome to Real Faith in a Real World Conversations based on a sermon series by Pastor Tim Gibb, lead pastor of Bethel Church in Sarnia, Ontario. In this podcast, you're going to hear a conversation every week as we discuss the message and how we are living out our faith in our world. It's meant to be helpful and encouraging and more than anything, a way to get you thinking deeper about your own faith. So let's jump into this week's Real Faith Conversation. Hey everyone, my name is Trisha and I'm hosting this conversation with three friends that I get to serve with here at Bethel. Joining me today is Stephanie. Stephanie, say hello to the people. Hello. Also, Pastor Kirby, who's our senior high and young adult pastor. Say hi, Pastor Kirby.
1: Hi everyone.
0: And then also Pastor Dale, who is our kids and our junior high pastor. Say hello. How's everybody doing? (laughs) Awesome. So we had our first message in the series this week. Uh, Our message series is Real Faith in a Real World. And Pastor Tim started this week by talking about fake faith versus real faith. And Pastor Tim gave us some great examples from the Bible of people who had real faith. So let's talk for a second. Can you think of someone in your life who had genuine faith and who lived genuine faith before you? And then I want to know, what was the impact that that person had on your life?
1: So I would like to start, you know, i come from a background, which is, you know, in my Haitian community, very conservative, traditional. And one thing that we value a lot is the facade, you know, what we, how we present ourselves, whether you're at church or in front of everybody. And one thing that we don't do is that we don't really share our everyday life, our emotions, the maybe even the struggle Sometimes we don't really share because we want to give the facade. You know, we're doing great. You know, if you know me, God is good all the time. You know, yeah, and yeah, and we image. have that the image. Yeah. And so, and for me, in the midst of that community, uh, I've I've met with some people, very few, but some people who have, who they were able to really like sit down with me and say, hey Kirby, this is what really happened for real. Like I'm, I'm doing this and I'm showing that, but this is for me what happened. And that really changed my life that sometimes in a, in a, in a community where, you know, you, you are showing a, like a righteous image, right? You don't really feel the genuineness until you, open that vest, right. you know, or untie that tie. And when I got that, for me, that was a real impact. That really changed my, the way I see my community, where I'm from, uh, to say the least, and to see, okay, this is genuine faith. You know, it's not about how you present yourself. It's really how you live with your faith in your everyday struggles in life. And when you bring that out, you can change somebody's life.
0: So. Yeah, for sure. I love that. So it's like deeper. Mm-hmm. It's not just the image yeah. that you see, but it's something deep within someone. That's I love right. it. Yeah.
2: I appreciate uh, when I grew up in Kitchener. My dad was a, a minister to the trucking industry, so he was out three weeks out at a, at a, at a month, and then he'd be home one week. So I really didn't have that father figure in my home and, and growing up. But uh, growing up in the in the Kitchener church, there were men there. Now I went to a boys' club, Christian Service Brigade. But there are a lot of men that were involved in that. And, and so some of them were very impactful in my life. I think of Mr. Wyler and Mr. Evers and some of the men that were there that took an interest in us, but they really showed us how to live for Christ. And, and it was a genuine way because I also had a grandmother that was very uh, uh, legalistic. So I also still saw that side of it where mm. she still had a genuine faith, but she also had a lot of rules to that faith and how to live your life right. and, and what to do. And But I appreciate these men that were in my life where they – actually show their genuine faith and how to live your life for Christ. And as a boy, I enjoyed having that in my life, having these men that took me under their wings, so to say, because I didn't have a father at home, and to really explain to me what it means to live by faith Mm. and and living for God with faith.
0: Right, that's really cool. It's cool how someone with a genuine faith becomes like a mentor in your life in some capacity. They might not have that title, but because they live out their faith, they become such an example to you. Very cool. Well, let's flip it then. That's an example of real faith. There's also people though who have fake faith. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I've talked to a lot of people over the years who have expressed um, a fear that they're being hypocritical and they don't want to be hypocritical. And Pastor Tim addressed this, that there are some people who live with a fake faith or a hypocritical faith, but there's also people who have a genuine faith, but they're just struggling. And right. we all struggle. So how do we know the difference? How do we know the difference between fake faith or hypocritical faith and the difference between someone who has a genuine faith but might just be struggling currently in their walk with the Lord? Uh,
3: well, I think that if someone is, has genuine faith but they're struggling, then they're very cognizant of this desire to not do better, but be better. Like I've accepted Christ. I want to live in his ways. I see where the shortcomings are. Mm -hmm. To me, somebody with a fake faith or, um, uh, a hypocritical faith would say, no, no, I'm good. And not be aware that they're blind spots maybe, or, you know, it's, it's like, I am saying with my words that I'm a Jesus follower Therefore, I am a Jesus follower. Someone who's struggling is just like, I say I'm a Jesus follower. I actually want to be a Jesus follower. And um, yeah, I always just think like if people are clinging to Jesus and moving in the right direction and striving in the right direction, um, then to me, that's not a fake faith or hypocritical. That's that's like real life. That's where the rubber meets the road, I think.
1: And, And to add to that, you know, it's about being real at the same time, you know, being real with yourself. You know, the, you know the fact that you, you know, you have a fake, You don't have a fake faith. You're genuine, but you're struggling. In the sense that was faith is, you know, it's like you, you, you try to be better. You want to be better, but you struggle. You know, with some things in your life. You know, you you get saved one day. You're not saint the next day. Uh, you 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 acknowledge like Stephanie was said was saying. You acknowledge that you go into stuff, but you want to be good. You want to be nice. You know, we're not Pharisees where, you know, we we teach the good things, we do all the right things, but we forgot the essence of it, you know. So we look good in front of everybody. People are respecting us because of our, you know, appearance righteousness, but truly we are fake people, hypocrites, and we don't want to be that. I think genuine and struggling goes together because faith is about growth. It's about discovery. And yeah.
0: Right. For sure. If you have a genuine faith, it doesn't mean that everything in your life is perfect. For sure. Because we all struggle, Mm -hmm. right? It's all about the heart. Yeah, that's awesome. So Pastor Tim, he gave us four statements about real faith. And the first thing was that real faith is more than just the words that I say. And he referenced the book of James a lot in this message. And Mm. the book of James is a book that emphasizes how our faith must have action. So I want to know, what does that mean for our lives? What does it mean for your life? Um, that we can't just say that we're Christians, but don't show it. So these scriptures in James that talk about faith and works, how does that affect your life personally as a believer in Jesus Christ?
3: Well, I think that when we say we're a follower of Jesus, so to me, that means that I want to know what Jesus said and what he taught so for me, that's things like going to the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew and Luke. And Jesus gives some really explicit d- instruction, like, if you love me, this is how you're going to live. And so um, I want to pay attention to the words of Jesus and, and uh, hear his heart for his disciples and then live like that. You know, so I think one example that I think is he says, you know, uh, when you give, when you're generous. So to me, God is a generous God. Jesus wanted us to be generous. It was a giving way that we can show that we're not putting ourselves first, that we're putting principles of the kingdom first. So that's just an example that comes to my mind. So when I give, I want to do it as unto the Lord because that's what he wants us to be. He wants us to be givers. That's just one example. There's lots and lots of scriptural examples, but that's Pastor one.
2: Pastor Tim also gave an example of the stars that come forward to get their awards. I'd like to thank my God for this. Right. And yeah. that used to always bother me when you watch these award ceremonies because it's a one-time thing. You're, you're hearing them say at that one time, I thank my God. But during the rest of the year, the other 364 days, what do you hear come out of their mouths? Right. Are they really giving honor to God? And so if that person that has that faith, that the works, or, or showing that they're, they're uh, deep in their faith, it's something that you're going to see 365 days, not just at an awards ceremony, but you're going to see them live that out every single day.
0: Right, for sure. So there's a huge difference between people who say that they're a follower of Jesus mm-hmm. or believe in Jesus and people who are truly following him. Because like what you said, Steph, when you love Jesus, you desire to be like him. You desire right. to do what he does. And... Uh, And it doesn't, it's not about rules. It's not about following rules. It's not about doing something because you feel like you must do it. But when you love Jesus, you like want to. There's such a desire in your heart to live as the Bible calls us to live. So the second thing that Pastor Tim talked about was that real faith is more than just an emotion that I feel. And we've probably all seen this in our lives. Uh, You can probably think of someone, or maybe an experience comes to mind, where someone responds to God in emotion, maybe in a moment, but that really doesn't result in a life commitment. Or someone who desires or seeks after or wants the emotional, the spiritual experiences but doesn't demonstrate their faith in practical ways. And and Pastor Tim mentioned there is emotion to our faith. Right. Uh, like I, I have emotion in my <laughs> faith journey. There's many times in church where I'm I'm brought to a place of emotion. But how do we move beyond the emotion and live a committed faith, a practical faith?
1: You know, I, I hope there's some youth listening to this. I do okay? too. <laughs> or young adults, whoever, because... This is one thing that i always, that I've been saying for the next past 10 years or more for the youth, is that we want to move beyond the excitement. Mm-hmm. We want to move beyond the emotional response at the altar. Mm-hmm. We want to move beyond the cries and the tears. Like you said, this moment, you cry, even in your home, because you're touched by a certain thing that happens in someone's life, or if it's not in your life. You know We have great revival moments at, at the church where we come to the altar and we weep, we cry, but, but after that. You know we want to show that those tears was just not tears in vain we want to say okay those tears will change my life this excitement will bring a zeal to want more and to be real about my faith right and so i really encourage everybody and i speak to me as well i'm a very excited person right but i want to make sure that my excitement does not stop there i want to move to a place of commitment and practice Right. And this is this is I'm speaking for the youth, and young adults, because this is very like this is happening a lot. But it's for every generation. For sure. Right. We just want to we don't want to just focus on the emotional part, even though we need that. And it's true. We want to go to that practical place, which is the, you know, reproduction, the effective place of faith.
0: Right.
3: This is what was spinning in my head today when Pastor Tim was preaching is moving beyond this initial confession of the Lord right. into actually living it out, is the importance of the community of of the body of Christ. We don't live in isolation. And so for me, I think for people who make a profession of faith, that it's so important to live beside people who have made the same profession and see how they work out right. their salvation day to day, how they live out their faith. Mm. I just think it's super, super important um, that that can be one way we can move past the emotion um, initially. Like I think of sitting around, just even in my own at my own table when I was growing up and my parents would do devotions and I would see my parents carry their stuff from their day and we would sit down for dinner and then we would pray together and I would see how they were working out their salvation. like. Mm bringing all the stuff of their day, processing it in a healthy way, turning to the Lord. Um, I see how they handled relationships, how they handled our family, how they parented us. And that's like the real deal stuff of faith. Like that's where you get beyond emotion. That's where you're actually living out your faith. And so for new believers, I think it's so, so key Mm. to be integrated into the community of, of faith and see how other believers live it out the real deal every day right yeah
0: right i totally agree i think too like it's so important that we recognize that our relationship with jesus can't um be boxed into a sunday morning experience Mm -hmm. or to a 30 minute quiet time every morning But we have the holy spirit who lives in us to make our faith practical in our lives so for example in my own life one thing that brings me to tears all the time is praying for the unsaved i don't know why it makes me cry but if you've been around bethel church long enough you've seen me with tears it just it brings an emotion out of me when i pray for the unsaved in our city Mm But it has to go beyond that. Um, It it has to be part of my prayer time when I'm out for walks in our city. And it has to result in me saying to the Holy Spirit every day, give me opportunities to share my faith. Because it can't just be an emotional experience for me where I'm broken for the lost. But it needs to move me forward with action. Action. And thank God we have the Holy Spirit within us to remind us and to give us opportunities. But it's a partnership. I have to to say, Holy Spirit, open doors. Holy Spirit, use me. I have to open my eyes to make my faith practical in those ways. So all these things are so important. All right. Uh, the third thing Pastor Tim talked about was how real faith is more than just an idea that I debate. So we all know there's people who love to debate. Maybe you're listening to this right now and you're saying, <laughs> I love to debate. Or or maybe a nicer way of putting it is, is to say we like to discuss the things about God and things of the Bible. Um, the frustrating thing, though, sometimes is that we see people who love to debate, but we don't necessarily see In their lives an example of serving an example of uh, ministering to others or just the example of living for Christ Mm -hmm. so why is it important for us not just to defend the truth but to actually live in truth Mm
2: -hmm. I think with faith it's got to be wherever the rubber hits the road so you can talk about it and you can defend it all you want whether it be on Facebook or social media, or wherever it might be. But we uh, we need to see faith lived out in your life as well. So when you're hitting your challenges, when you're facing situations and all that, those around you are watching to see how you respond and how you react. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where we'll know what your real faith is like, whether you're going to explode or whether you're going to um, defend or, or have all the words about what you're doing. But really how you live, you're living mm-hmm. your, your faith and all that is really what we're looking for, what we're watching for. Right. And so in my own life, I just want to make sure that I am living day by day, living in faith. And it's not just what I say, it's not what I'm defending, but it's how I'm living my life as well. And making sure that my children or, awesome. or uh, the, the kids that I serve or youth that are in the church or others around me, my neighbors, I want to make sure that they see Jesus in me as well. Not just mm-hmm. what I'm saying, but mm-hmm. that my actions and everything else is, is reflecting God's love in me and that my faith is really pure.
0: and and real yeah Mm -hmm. right right absolutely he used to always say to our young people like your friends should not be surprised to find out that you're a christian
1: he made that (laughs) that's true
0: right it shouldn't be like like based on their lifestyle when they find out you go to youth group or that you love jesus like what really like it should be obvious in our lives as believers and if people see us Uh, debating on Facebook or whatever, like raising our voice and a stand for truth, but our life does not align with the life of Jesus. That's a problem because they're supposed to recognize us by our love. And I really don't think that anyone will listen to an argument if they don't first know that you care about them, that you love them, that you're genuine, that you're honest, that you're vulnerable. Like your lifestyle gives way for an opportunity to speak into people's lives.
1: There's there's a phrase that says, care about the people before they care about what you have to say,
0: you know? So
1: they they want to see you first, you know? And then they will open their hearts and and hear the truth coming out. But if you just wanna go and just debate and you're not showing anything, there's no value in that. Yeah, yeah.
3: I'm taking a course right now on on the nature of the church. And I just read uh, last week, the author of the book I'm studying says the church ought to be the demonstration plot of God's kingdom. Mm. And I just think, boy, when a watching world looks into the demonstration plot of the church, wow. like what are they seeing? We have to live the things that we say we believe.
0: Right. Yeah. so important. Right. So good. So good. So uh, Pastor Tim's last point was that real faith is more than just a truth, I believe. And he shared this scripture in James 2:19 and 20, and it says this. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? So based on the scripture, why, why is simply just having a knowledge about God? Why is saying, like, I believe in Jesus. Why is that not enough? Just that alone. Why is that not enough?
1: I've, I've spoke to uh, a, a, a gentleman. I can even, you know, just take my life, for example, where, you know, I was born in a Christian home, you know, grew up in church. I've listened to hundreds of sermons, went to countless of revival meetings and, and so on and so forth. I knew a lot about God, about Jesus, about the scriptures. But I remember when I said yes to my relationship with him, it's like I didn't know anything. Right. So it's it's uh, simply knowledge will not bring us to the place where God wants us to be in our faith. Knowledge give us information. Yeah. Which is great. And I, we, I'm studying I'm studying uh, as well in this wealth of knowledge that I'm receiving that I never got before when it comes to our faith and and, and the evidence of it, etc. But with, without this relationship.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, those knowledge are just knowledge. Right. And we want to we want to. received it, but again, like like emotions, we want to go past that and to go to that place where it's not enough that I just know about him. I want to get to know him as well.
0: Right. For sure.
3: Pastor Tim said this morning that when Jesus called the disciples, he called them and he said, come follow me. And I think that when we go after Jesus, like the scriptures are so clear that we deny ourselves, Hmm. we take up our cross, we follow him. It's very active. It's very active faith so just saying like yeah i believe in jesus like that's jesus doesn't call us to that right he calls us to a life of so much more and the thought that struck me this morning when i was listening to pastor tim's sermon was that it's costly Mm. that it costs us something right to it's easy words are cheap like words are easy but but it's costly to actually order our lives after jesus um Mm. but that's the life he called the disciples to
0: right and the cost is so worth it right. totally the cost is yeah. so worth it because yeah. he transforms us he changes us and we get to walk in relationship with him mm-hmm. yeah one thing we just want you to keep in mind as we wrap up today is that we're not saved by our actions mm-hmm. pastor tim talked about this we're not saved by our actions, so please don't think that your works are what gonna, are going to get you into heaven or that we gain uh, greater love or greater favor, like God will smile on us more by our works. That's, that's not the truth. We're not saved by our actions, but our actions do reveal our real faith. Right. And as the book of James teaches us, that there should be action in our life. Our, our faith should result in action. So as we finish this conversation today, I really want to encourage you to think and to pray about Pastor Tim's message, uh, the message from the Word of God, and what it means to you and to your faith. And I would encourage you to take a few minutes and ask yourself these questions. First of all, what category would you put your faith into? Would you say you have a fake faith, or would you say that you have a real faith? And then consider these four points that Pastor Tim shared. And and is there one that stands out to you that would not be accurate of your life? Does your real faith, is it more than just words? Is it more than just an emotion? Is it more than a debate? Is it more than a belief? And if there's one of these that doesn't line up with your life, then take inventory of that and pray about that. And then finally... You know, obedience to the Word of God, it demonstrates real faith. So can I ask you today, is there something that God is asking of you, something the Bible is asking of you that you need to be obedient to? And then I want to encourage you in one other way. Why don't you do this eight-week journey with someone else? Because I really believe that having real conversations with our spouse or with a friend are so important to keep us accountable to what God is saying to us. So why don't you send them this podcast and after you've both listened or you've both reflected, answer those three questions together and challenge one another to grow in real faith. Well, that's it for us this week. We will see you back here next week as we continue this series. And let's all go and live this week with a real faith in a real world.